0: Hi, Simon Mosca here, and welcome to the Box Podcast. On this episode, I am doing a recap of Episode Six of Survivor Season Forty: Winners at War. And what a monumental episode we had this week! We had two people kicked to the curb. We had uh, the we had the first time somebody actually spent their fire tokens. Uh, In fact, Fire Tokens was kind of a big deal this episode. We have a lot to get to. We're also going to do a rundown of Fire Tokens. Who has how many? Who has the most? Who has the least? We're going to do a uh, a rundown of advantages. And we're going to talk about what happened in this episode. All that and more tonight on the Box Podcast. Let's hit the intro. Intro Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the Box Podcast. And now, here's your host, Simon Mosca. Hello everybody, that's me, Simon Mosca, and welcome to another episode of the Box Podcast. Now on this episode, we are doing a recap of episode 6. Of Survivor Forty, what an episode it was! Uh, it was it was a great episode, but we you cannot have a double boot episode be forty four minutes long. Come on, CBS! This week called for a ninety minute, at least a ninety minute episode. I mean, there was so much uh, to cover, and it felt like the the episode like went by so quick we waited a whole week for this finally it's here and then it's gone like the wind yeah i wish we had a longer damn episode but let's not complain let's look at the positive it was a great episode despite losing two major players and it was sad to see both uh, of them go but let's rewind let's go back to the beginning of the episode uh, we have the yara tribe or whatever their name is the Green tribe. Uh, minus Boston Rob, who they kicked out and they sent to uh, the edge of extinction last week. Now for them, it's like going into work and the manager is not there, and you could, and you can breathe a sigh of relief and look how happy they were to be there without Boston Rob. And that, you know, Boston Rob, one of the greatest players in the game, an icon, but that was his downfall. People shouldn't be cheering your exit part of having a good social game folks is that people like being around you so that's where his downfall went uh, his 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 brash style of playing did not work with this cast it might it may have worked on Redemption Island but not with these guys they were happy to see him go uh, especially Ben who was rubbed who rubbed rubbed the wrong way Th- that sounds homoerotic but don't take it that way it's <laughs> I mean I mean, Ben does have a cowboy, hat it broke back mountain. Anyways, let's not go there, alright? Let's be sanitary, folks. We're in the middle of a uh, pandemic here. Where was I? Oh yeah, the Ara Tribe celebrating uh Rob's uh demise. And then we have The Edge of Extinction. I like the Edge of Extinction this week because we we got to see a bit of it, but it didn't take up too much time. And it was great. We saw somebody spend a fire token for the first time this season. And it was for a jar of peanut butter. Who expected that? Come on. Nobody expected that. In a season of greats. On all-winners season. Winners at war. You would think that the first time somebody uses their fire tokens would be for a game-changing advantage or something along those lines. But it was a jar of peanut butter. And you can't fault Tyson for that. I mean, if he feels like... He's not going to make it, he's not going to survive, he's not going to win that challenge to come back in the game. Why not have a jar of peanut butter fuel yourself, give yourself that much-needed protein? Was that stupid or dumb? It depends on who you ask. But if you feel like you're not going to make it out of there, why not? I think Sandra is going to do something along those lines. I mean, she has no tokens now, but if she does get a token, I have a feeling she might do the same. Or hell, I would not be surprised if she actually raises that white flag. You never know. It's not an impossibility. Uh, However, I will say this. We don't know what the challenges are going to be like. The ones that decide who comes back into the game from the edge of extinction. okay? It might not be completely physical. It could be a puzzle. It could be something that involves multiple different uh, skills. It could be endurance. Like, uh, Natalie is a beast. And if I had to guess which one of these people is coming back, I would guess Natalie. But, like I said, you never know. These challenges can be anything. So, there is, like, I I, I believe it's, uh, Natalie has a very good chance of being the one to come back. You really never know. And so, we had Tyson spend a fire token for peanut butter. And this episode was all about that cash. It was all about those fire tokens. Uh, we saw Wendell negotiate with Parvati. Really dumb negotiation, by the way, Wendell. That is... Uh, I, I, I found that to be really stupid. And you're, you're... If I was Parvati, I would be pissed. And she was pissed. But it's like you're insulting Parvati's intelligence. Like, give me your fire tokens. Uh, and then I'll vote your ass out. And you'll willingly give me your fire tokens. No. No, Wendell. Not gonna happen, all right. We saw Sandra make a similar deal with Denise, but at least Sandra said, "I'll give you one now, I'll give you one later. It's like a drug deal. I'll give you uh half the cash now, you give me the goods, and I'll give you the uh, the other half. You know what I mean? It makes a little bit more sense uh than Wendell's deal, and remember, Wendell, these people are gonna be on the jury, okay, so play uh smart. Don't burn your bridges. This is a big game. This is for $2 million. Whatever. I, I, Wendell pissed me off this episode. I still respect the guy. Good player. But he pissed me off. And apparently he pissed off a lot of people on social media as well. They, were, they had their guns out a blazing. Attacking him. Look guys. If you're mad at a player and you want to tweet about it. Fine. But you don't need to involve the actual player and tweet at the player. Can you people stop doing this? It's Ridiculous. But anyway. We had two people go. We lose Parvati. Uh Then we lose Sandra. And it was, a, it was a kick in the nuts when we lost Parvati. And it was a second kick in the nuts when we lost Sandra. This was not an easy episode to watch. Fun, but not easy. Because we lost two phenomenal players. And... I just had this exchange on uh, Twitter, okay? Uh, Someone was saying, because Sandra uh, used her idol as a bargaining tool with Denise, and Denise took her idol and used it to get rid of Sandra. What a nice move. Big, bold, smart, boss move. Fantastic. But the debate was, how come when Eric gave up his immunity necklace on Survivor Micronesia, which, by the way, poverty won. How come people call that the stupidest move in history and it gets replayed over and over again and everyone called Eric the dumbest survivor player of all time when he did this? How come Sandra using her idol as a bargaining tool doesn't get the same attention as Eric's move? And how come nobody's saying it's the dumbest move in the game? Well, let me explain why right now soon as I finish taking these sips of uh, a much-needed coffee. Okay. Whoops. I almost spilled my coffee on my laptop. But anyways. Sandra giving Denise her idol ended up being uh, terrible for her game. I mean, it got her out. So why is it not as stupid as Eric giving up his immunity idol? First of all, different instances altogether. Eric had an immunity uh, necklace that he won in an immunity challenge. Uh, he can't save it. He has to use a den, And uh, he was on a tribe with women that were pissed at him. Because they caught him uh, doing side deals and making similar deals with everybody out there. So they were pissed off at him. And they, they had their guns out. They, they were going to get rid of this guy. But lo and behold, he wins a, a much needed immunity challenge and he is saved or so we thought he was destined to get his torch snuffed he knew it the girls knew it we watching knew it everyone knew it uh, so when he won that necklace it was a saving grace but then these women get in his ear they manipulate him they tell him uh, uh, we don't trust you You lost our trust in us. First of all, Eric, they were going to vote you out. So these women should not be talking about trust and their hurt. They had your name written down already. They had your head in a guillotine. And they were sharpening the blade. So you should have just said, too bad, so sad. But no, this guy decides to give up his immunity necklace. And he gets his ass sent home. Goodbye, nurse. Adios, Eric. Now, Sandra, different situation altogether. Because uh, it wasn't a known thing that Denise was going to vote her out. They had many conversations. Uh, It looked like Denise was going to uh, play along with Sandra's plan. And Denise did a fantastic job of uh, making Sandra believe that. Sandra's idol was used as a bargaining tool. It was not used as a way to gain back trust uh, and stuff like that. So it's a different situation. Also, if Denise would have followed along with Sandra's plan, then giving up her, her idol, it would have been a smart move. So it all depends on the, the result. Whereas Eric, let's say for some strange nonsensical reason, giving up his idol, and he still wouldn't have gotten voted out, it still would have been a stupid move. People would have said, okay, he didn't get voted out, but still, what he did was insanely stupid. Whereas with Sandra, it's all relevant on the result. So, and, and using these fire tokens, using an advantage as a bargaining tool, it's part of gameplay. This is season 40, and you have to make big move, big moves. And for me... I mean, what makes a move a big move? For me, there has to be risk involved. Uh, Like Denise's move. Biggest move of the game so far. But huge risk. She had uh, two idols. She gave up two idols to make this move. So that's a huge risk. Because now she's in the game with no idols. But the payoff was that she got rid of an enormous player in Sandra. So that's a big move. But somebody else could look at it and say, oh my god, Denise is so stupid. She used an idol on Jeremy. Uh, She wasn't even that close to Jeremy. And uh, so on and so forth. So it depends on who you ask. And of course, the result uh, of a risk has a big say in whether a move is stupid or not. But listen, Sandra's demise uh, has very little to do with her giving up her immunity idol. Okay, Her demise was, the stupid thing that Sandra did wasn't giving up her idol. Okay, The stupidest thing that she did was she underestimated Denise, as, as most people did. I mean, when the cast came out, how many people said, Oh, yes, Denise is on this cast, one of the best players ever. No, in fact, a lot of people said Denise doesn't deserve to be on this cast. But if you, re- if you rewatch Survivor Philippines, by the way, that season, it's worth rewatching. I love that season. It doesn't get enough attention uh, as it deserves. That season is fantastic. We have, uh, we have Malcolm. We have uh, my favorite survivor of all time, Mr. Jonathan Penner. We have Abby Maria. Great cast. We have one of the most colorful and strange and endearing first boots of any Survivor season. Uh, Zane. So definitely rewatch that season, and if you do, you will see that Denise is a very uh, smart player, very tactical, very calculating, cold-blooded killer. Uh, that's Denise and Sandra. I mean, at Tribal Council. She listed how many. Uh, she listed all the threats in the game, and she excluded Denise. Well, Denise is the one. That sent you home, Sandra. She sharpened the blade. And she went in for the kill. And she made the biggest move of the game so far. This is a move that... uh, I mean, if you appreciate the game of Survivor, you will talk about for a long time. People might not like Denise because she's not flashy. And she's not uh, uh, an over-the-radar type player. But sometimes these tactical... Oh, my God. Tic-tac, patty-wag, give your dog a bone. What am I trying to say here? Tactful? Taciturn. That's a good song, by the way, by Stone Sour. Taciturn. Anyways, let's... Uh, I'm veering off topic here. See, this move by Denise was so big that it got my tongue twisted up. And, uh, you know, it got Sandra twisted up and sent to the edge of extinction. But anyways... Let's do a little rundown of what's going on in the game right now. The advantages. Who has what advantage? It's confusing. Let me clear it all up for you right now. Kim has an advantage. She has a hidden immunity idol. Jeremy has safety without power. I, I actually I thought Jeremy might have used it last time. Uh, but no, he still has it. He can duck out of tribal council, but he doesn't have a vote. Uh, Sarah has Steal a Vote, which is still in play. Sophie and Sarah, they share an idol. They are both co-owners of a hidden immunity idol. And Poverty has the idol nullifier. But she's on the edge of extinction right now, so that idol nullifier is worthless. Uh, By the way, of all the advantages Survivor has, the idol nullifier is my least favorite can we please get rid of this stupid advantage I really dislike it someone someone tell Jeff to to, to, to get this thing out now let's talk about survivor economics who are the richest players in the game right now Natalie and Michelle are the richest players Uh, they both have four fire tokens they are, they are rolling in that green. Actually, it's more of a golden auburn type color. But anyways, who are the poorest players in the game? They are Boston Rob, Poverty, Sandra, Tyson, and Sarah. They have no fire tokens. By the way, last week, Poverty uh, was tied with Natalie. Uh, for being the richest player in the game. And now, she's out of the game. She's one of the poorest players. Do you see how quickly this game goes? And how quickly things can change? It's crazy. Anything can happen. Now, let's do something that I do every week. I give stars. And I give anchors. Now, if it's the first time you're listening. What the hell? What, what, what Stars and anchors. What are you rambling on about, Simon? Well, let me explain. Every week. I give a handful of players the special title of the stars of the episode. These are players that really shined uh, on the episode, whether it be strategically or uh, they were just entertaining or they offered something of interest to me as a viewer of the show. This is a handful of players, around 3, 4, or 5 players every week. And then I give the most coveted prize in the history of of humanity, the anchor of the episode. This prize goes to one person every week and it goes to the person that I felt was the best. That prize, I mean, when people find out that they were awarded this prize, they cry, they weep. I mean, I gave this prize to um, Sophie last week and Sophie, when when Sophie found out that she was the anchor of the week last week. She left her house, was in the middle of the street, uh, just crying. Openly sobbing in public, pounding the pavement with her fists. I can't believe it. My life is now complete, she yelled. Okay, I made that up, but uh, it could be. You, You never know. Anyways, I digress. The stars of the episode. Who are the stars of the episode this week? They are Denise. Tony, Sandra, and Tyson. Why? Why did I pick them? Well, Denise, it goes without saying. I mean, she did that fantastic, giant, big, bold move this week. So, kudos to Denise. Uh, Tony, because we got to see the Tony from Kagayan that was hiding so far. And in his in his, uh, pre-game interview, he said, I'm not going to do any spy shacks. I'm not going to get paranoid. I'm not going to go crazy. Because last time I played... Uh, That was the end of me, he got out out like uh, second, and he's going to play a more reserved kind of game. And he did, for about 15 days, but now, the paranoia, he, he couldn't help it, man. You cannot change people, you cannot change the foundations of who they are. And Tony, the real Tony, came out, it's like he shed his skin, and the real Tony, soaked in paranoia, came out, hiding in his spy shack, and... That was a lot of fun to watch. Maybe bad for his game, maybe stupid, but fun as hell to watch, and I I, I enjoyed that. Uh, Sandra, why Sandra? Because she got a lot of airtime this episode. She w- was de- wheeling and dealing. It didn't work. She got her torch snuffed, but she she was actually in control of the vote, and she would have been in control if it wasn't for idols advantages and the fact that she severely underestimated Denise and that led to her downfall but she was a part a big she was a major part of this episode and that's why she's a star and why Tyson because Tyson the first person in the game to actually spend his fire tokens this is a big deal we had that scene where he found the uh, the advantage under the rock that he sold to poverty that scene where he was Scarfing down peanut butter. Fantastic scene. And Tyson uh, giving us the, the entertainment he is known to provide. Who doesn't love Tyson? You gotta love Tyson. So congratulations, Tony, Denise, Sandra, and Tyson. You are the stars of the episode. And now, it's time for the coveted Anchor of the Week title. Now, if you're listening to this, I strongly suggest... Maybe sit down, ground yourself, ground yourself. This is big, all right? Now, were it not for the COVID-19 virus that's soaking up all the media attention and frenzy, this would be front page news. This would be on CNN right now. As soon as this episode uh, is, is available to watch, it would go on CNN. But no, everyone's talking about the virus, so it's not going to. But believe me when I say this, this is major news forget about the oscar the emmy all that crap this is the real uh coveted award and who gets this award this week it is miss denise that should come as no surprise she made a the biggest move of the game it was a boss move she dethroned the queen she took away her crown and she sent the queen to the guillotine and in addition she took her idol away from her She pocketed her idol and voted her off single-handedly. This is something that she did all on her own. And that is a major addition to put on your CV. Alright, that's like uh, when I worked at uh, Walmart for a summer. Alright, you put that on your CV, uh, you can get any job you want. Okay, not really. Not really the same thing, but uh, whatever. But by the way, like I said, every week I give these anchor of the week titles and denise congratulations denise she is the first person on this cast to get this coveted title twice that's right week one i gave denise the anchor of the week title way back in episode one why because she had found an idol uh by the way maybe i'm mistaken and it was week two or something but early on in the season okay she had found an idol Uh, We had Boston Rob at Tribal Council telling everybody, empty your bags. I want to see if somebody has an idol. And Denise was able to keep it away from Boston Rob. And so I was very impressed with her performance that week. So I gave her the anchor title. And this week, I'm giving it to her again. And she is the first person on this cast to get it twice. So congratulations, Denise. Two-time Simon Mosca Anchor of the Week recipient. Who will get it next week? Oh, you guys are shaking with trepidation. You cannot wait. You're more excited about about my recaps than the actual show. Uh, actually, no. Only a handful of people watch my recaps, like three or four people. I, I, I think I only have one subscriber or something like that. But for God's sakes, let me let me dream, okay? Will ya? <sighs> Anyways, uh, thanks for watching this recap. This podcast, the box, is available on Spotify. And Apple Music and YouTube. However, on Spotify and Apple Music, I have to go back and delete the old ones. Uh, but on YouTube, you can go back and watch all my videos. I have I have been covering this season of Survivor since, since before it started. I cover Big Brother Canada as well. Uh, I do movie reviews. I do pop culture stuff. Why not just hit subscribe? It's completely free. You don't have to give me a fire token or anything like that. All you have to do is click subscribe. And if you like this video, why not click like? It's free. It won't cost you a damn penny. You people are quarantined in your house. Locked in your house. Well, not literally locked in, but you're, you're stuck. You have nothing better to do. You have plenty of time. Why not click like? Tell your friends. Share. I don't know. Do something. For God's sakes. <laughs> this has been Simon Mosca for The Box Podcast. Thank you for listening and See you next time, Jackass. Get scratching. Tired of you on the fucking chicken.